and welcome to the Destinate NZ show. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chambers. And I'm Anna. And I'm Adele. And today it's starting to feel a little bit like Christmas. So yes, listeners, you heard that correct. There are four of us all connecting via the wonders of Zoom today for our very last episode of 2020. We've got Anna Black from General Travel and Adele Marsden from New Zealand Educational Tours. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So Anna and Adele, a lot of our listeners will know who you are, but we have a little secret. We have started trending in Denmark and the UK in the last couple of weeks. So yeah. I'll just get you to introduce yourselves and what you both do and how you got into tourism. So we'll start with you, Anna. Thanks, uh, Michelle. Well, General Travel is a inbound tour operator that started in 1973. So my dad started the business and you could say I've been in the business all my life, but I came into it 15 years ago when I decided that banking was far too boring. (laughs) So came into the inbound world and uh, General Travel works in basically all markets except Australia. I think we, most of us inbounders think of Australia as a, a bit of a domestic market in some ways. So we, we do all markets, but our strengths are in Southeast Asia, uh, in India in particular. FITs, groups, and incentives, special interest, the whole gambit of an inbounder. Yeah, awesome. And Adele? Well, mine started working as a Kentucky tour manager in Europe many years ago and giving up teaching and getting the lust of working and travel ended up uh, my final job was with Trafalgar Tours in London looking after the 300 odd thousand clients that we had through Europe, Egypt and Israel. Then when we moved back to New Zealand, it took us a couple of years, we found New Zealand educational tours up for sale and it was a perfect fit except I knew my way around Paris better than I knew in my way <laughs> South Island. However, that has since been rectified. So we've been going now for 15 years. We specialise in student tours, albeit that the youngest person we've had is eight, the oldest we've had is 86. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so we uh, work in all sorts of markets, but we're a little bit niche in what we do. For example, we've got a tour on the road at the moment with six different nationalities, all from Asia. We can have 20 different nationalities on our tours, and that is because we take the students who live in New Zealand but are here for up to a year studying on tour. And we also have special interest groups, study abroad groups in America, the UK, Hong Kong, Singapore. That's about it, really. Great. It's great fun. Oh, wow. So Adele, you're working, as, as you've just said, with mainly international students. So tell us how that works and why you love what you do so much. It's brilliant because these students come away for a variety of reasons, usually to learn English, but just to, for an adventure. So mm-hmm. a lot of them were exchange students. The exchange program started after World War II. Uh, a, a person started this whole exchange, the idea being get students to go all the way around the world, get to know students of their own age, and in the hope that there would be more peace in the world rather than this antagonistic warlike things that happen. And that's how it started. But nowadays we have students coming into New Zealand from everywhere. Uh, they come from three months to six months or up to a year. They come here, a lot of it because of the nature. They love the fact that New Zealand is clean and green. 
they come here because they want to learn surfing, they want to ski, they want to go horse riding, or they want to learn English. What I love about it was when those kids, we, I deal with them, I deal with their parents, I deal with the schools, they're so enthusiastic and they're so nice and yeah. they love what they do. And when we start our tour, we can have 45 students turn up in Christchurch and none of them know each other. And they can be from all over the world. And it's they start as strangers, they become friends and they leave as family. And on the last night, they cry all night. They won't go to bed. But it's good. <laughs> they then have friendships when they go back to their own country with people all over the world. And that's why I love it. And it puts a smile on people's faces. That's what I love about tourism. And do you ever hear back from any of those students that we, you've... We, we do. And sometimes I come back and become tour assistants on our tours. So we always have to have three... As we have a tour manager and two tour assistants. And we have had returning students come back and go on our tours as, as a tour assistant. Yeah, we do. Quite, quite often, or, you know, excuse me, I went on tour in 2012 and my tour manager, I can't remember her name, but I loved our day song because we had all our tours have to have a day song, a morning song. Can, could you find out what it was? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> can't do um and ironically with the day song i take uh, a few tours and i take five star tours i still have a day song every day same song great they love it i'll and tell so you what it is is that yeah. how the day starts you all jump on the coach and sing a song well they well, sing it straight away but, yeah. but of course they get to know the song i mean you know by the time i mean i do poye oh yeah so about five days into my my group when i'm i've got them side by side singing it we're all and up and down the coach. The drivers go mad, but that's okay. And <laughs> but yeah, we sing and they sing and they love it. And then I send a link to them so that when they go home, they've got the link. And that's what my tour managers do as well. They, they send oh, all wow. the links to the kids so the kids have it. It's a fantastic memory. And just a little aside, as a tour manager, gives you five minutes when you're not dancing to get your act together while the song's playing or you turn <laughs> around and greet everybody. Ah, good little insider mm. tip there on being a tour guide. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now, this year's been pretty tough for you guys or for inbound in general with the borders closing in March. Adele, how will you look back on 2020 and what are you most excited about in 2021? I look back in 2020, I don't know, it's just basically, kind of, it's unbelievable. Mm. The fact that the world could stop when nothing else has stopped the world, this stopped the world. So it's, it's, but you know, I just say, I've had a lot of laughs. As when we met up in Queenstown, I've had a lot of laughs this year. I've had a lot of sadness and, and fear of the unknown and fear of what's going to happen. But as time's gone on, and especially the last month being with tourism colleagues at PIA <laughs> Summit and the Tech NZ Conference, feeling and being amongst all those people has given me hope and I'm not really sure about 2021, but I'm looking towards this time next year, 2021. Yeah. So, yeah, there's my thoughts. Yeah. What about you, Anna? I think pretty similar, actually. I think most of this year has just been on a treadmill of keeping up and initially the closures and the refunds and looking after clients and looking after staff and resizing, having to say goodbye to so many of our now in our workplace. I'm looking forward positively to 2021. A bit like Adele, I don't think January is going to be amazing, but I'm really looking forward to January the 1st and a fresh start because uh, 2020 has been such a mixed bag. There's been some goodness in 2020, but not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I caught up with a friend the other night and she said, 
March felt like it had 498 days in it. November yeah. <laughs> is about four days. <laughs> and I thought that's actually pretty correct, really, in how we're all feeling, isn't it? It's just mm. it's been one of those unbelievable years. I'm still, yeah. pin- I'm still pinching myself that we're at the end of the year. It's I still, know. I feel like I'm in, it doesn't matter what month, I just like I'm in this warped time. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, Anna, your team continues to work on quotes and inquiries for when the borders do reopen. And are you seeing any major changes in what the offshore agents are looking for? Generally, our clients are still business as usual for the future. So right. those who, who book long, long term in advance, you know, the series that are booking for 2021 or for the 21-22 season, 22-23 it's all pretty business as usual. The difference is, of course, they want to know what products have changed or what are still around because around the world, there's so many tourism products no longer exist. And then, of course, every country is very particular about health and safety and COVID procedures and what that will look like. Mm. That's pretty tricky for us at the moment because we're so open in New Zealand and Mm. we Unless our government decides to set a whole heap of procedures that will be different when our borders open to how we're all working now, our clients will come with trepidation and after two or three days, they'll, they'll see how great New Zealand is. So there's a little bit of management of information so that we're not um, doubling up on stuff and stuff that changes so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the health and safety concerns are, are probably the biggest and then flexibility is what the client, our clients want. You know, the traveling client, the wholesale client wants flexibility for their clients because obviously they're trying to sell many destinations. We want New Zealand to be picked. We need to make it easy. And um, we've got this great rep of, of how we've handled COVID so we need to maximize that. So we're just kind of balancing information and expectations at the moment. Mm, cool. So border closures aside, what are the biggest challenges facing your businesses right now? We'll start with you, Adele. Well, I think we need to keep the challenges to keep us alive and out there in the marketplace. So the website, blogging, contacting agents, mate, telling them that we're still here answering their emails, if they any queries they have, get onto it straight away. I think we, it, and it's quite hard to be on top of your game because you can get quite despondent. Mm. So that, that is, a, I think, it's not a bad challenge, but especially as the year progresses next year, uh, 2021. This year's been different, but I, I sort of look, look at 2021 as a bit of a black hole at the moment because we don't know when the border's going to open. So we have to keep ourselves motivated in that time. And I think a challenge for me going forward is getting new staff, now having to recruit again, uh, because I know the people out there, but you know, I live in Tauranga for a start, so that makes it a little bit more difficult. But that is a challenge that I need to just keep in the back of my mind until such a time that we can employ anyone else. But I do think, and, and also keeping product, finding new product, making sure some of the product you use is still here. And also discovering the other, that's the other problem. A lot of our agents we deal with, I mean, they're down to, but like we are down to skeleton staff in the, in the other sides of the world as well. So the contacts that I've dealt with have gone. Mm. 
So then you have to form new relationships. But I think that's something that we can do next year. It just has to, should never wait. It needs to be done as we go, not just wait. Oh, yeah, borders are opening in two months' time. Let's get onto it. That's my theory anyway. Yeah, good tips there. What about you, Anna? Yeah, I completely agree with Adele, all those um, challenges. And, and for us also, as perhaps a slightly bigger business, well, in normal times, a slightly bigger business, <laughs> is the team we've been able to keep and to manage our costs and to hopefully get through, they're working reduced hours, but they're still really busy. Mm. So it's managing, again, managing expectations and just trying to manage their workload. It's, that's probably the biggest challenge is, is there's so much work to get done. <laughs> That's the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the big challenge, isn't it? It's there's still all of this work to be done. You've got a reduced staffing levels and there's also no income coming in to mm. pay income. for all of that work that still needs to be done. But hopefully, yeah, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, mm. I think you just summed that up perfectly, Michelle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That you know, and also because we have got that opportunity of being slightly less busy quite dramatically less busy there's an expectation to reflect on our business and look at how we can improve and make adjustments and all those things we never got to because we were so busy before but Mm. at the same time like you said Michelle there's reduced staff and and then of course reduced income so it's all well and good looking at the business and trying to make those improvements but that's really tough when you've got that on your to-do list and your maintenance and planning for the future that we don't know what that looks like We've been thinking our our reimagining will be streamline our processes, better customer service. What can we do better? And I said, we'll start that in October. Well, it's December and we're still (laughs) trying to get to that point where we can, you know, re re look at everything and so that we're prepared. But the main thing is, is don't waste a good crisis, right? Is is be ready for when, when, when the borders open we can spend the money to up staff because we know the revenue will come in. It's just, we just have to wait. Yes. What yeah. did somebody call it a chrysotunity the other day? <laughs> that's a good one. That's, that's a new word. That's better than that horrible P word that we've all been talking about. <laughs> I, think have a good, I think, sorry, Lisa, just jump in. I think you have a really good point. It is time for us. You don't have time to work on the business. You're mm. always working in it. So now time to work on it. That, that is a positive. Oops. Yeah, it's positive. That's an okay P word. (laughs) Yes, we'll take the positive P word. (laughs) It wasn't the other one. That's okay. So with all of that, Anna, what are you most grateful for? Uh, Without a doubt, my health and my family this year. As a New Zealander, the way that we have handled this and the way that we've um, come together as a country has been pretty amazing. So uh, got to be grateful for that. Beyond that, the care of the tourism industry. I mean, we've always been a whanau. We've always looked after one another, but particularly this year, that's been really touching. And as I've said a few times, that everyone is checking in on one another. And, you know, you can't check in with everyone, but you have your little posse who you, who you check in with and you keep up to date. And we check on well-being and mental health. And, you know, we check what's going on in your business. And that, that care, competitiveness aside, that, that's what gets us through. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, it has been a, a really lovely year for that. I've had contact with people that I would never normally phone or they would never normally phone me. We see each other once a year at tourism conferences, but it's been really nice to pick up the phone or jump on Zoom. And as we were talking just before we came on air, probably have a few too many wines on Zoom too at times. But <laughs> it has been really lovely. What about you, Adele? When you reflect back on 2020, have you got any highlights that you'd like to well, share? You kind of jumped. That was what I, I actually wrote down here, Zoom meetings. Honestly, they were such a lifesaver, mm. you know, and, and you're right. And I also connected with people, well, even my family. So we live, two in Wellington, one, oh, he was even Alan, my brother was in China at the time and I was here. And we never did this before. And suddenly every Sunday night we had a Zoom. Yep. Uh, old friends, all of us. I think it was a, a lifesaver, actually, mm, for yeah. us. And they were highlights. And, and also, of course, the, the, time, the, the Queenstown visit to meet Queenstown suppliers to see how everyone was down there. It was a fabulous few days. And, and of course, for me, I was lucky enough to have my Kentucky reunion before the, day, before the um, borders locked. I don't know how we managed to squeeze that in. That was a rather fun few days as well. So I've had some highlights, but the Zoom's really... Yeah, and as you say, the wine box was quite full most weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretend you've got a few people staying with you. It's oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely, yes. In lockdown, no one allowed in, but we, yeah, there's, I've got guests. We did lockdown together. <laughs> Who mm. drink a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So one of the biggest changes for you both this year will be the fact that you can actually take some time off over Christmas. What a lovely feeling that must be. And how are you feeling about it? Got plans and something exciting? It's pretty surreal for us. We were due to have a cruise ship in the in, in port on Christmas Day this year. So there was going to be no Christmas. First time in 47 years will be closed for two weeks. Wow. Uh, wow. We could probably close for longer, but we need to stay connected with our clients. It's really surreal. I'm just making the most of the time off and I'm anticipating and praying that it won't be the same time next Christmas. Mm. Mm. Yes, he's hoping. And Adele? Oh, well, fair enough. We are more of a uh, year really starts on the 1st of March and finishes on the 31st of October. So I usually have Christmas off. Or but we do have special tours. We would have had... Well, I, there would have been a group on the road, another group coming in January, but we're much smaller. So normally I can relax, which is actually rather nice. So that's what I'll be doing. Good. Relaxing. Uh, but we do have two tours going out in January. So I will be back here getting those up and running. Excellent. More ones this time, but that's all right. So, and then after, yes, I'm just looking forward my, to a nice summer. And I think everyone should come and visit me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think we should do that. Girls okay, trip to Tauranga. Yeah, we don't need to be asked twice. <laughs> Thanks, Del. <laughs> we'll organise some dates after we finish recording. I think we should. <laughs> yeah. No, let's do it. So any New Year's resolutions that you girls would like to share? What have you been thinking about for next year, Anna? Balance. Mm -hmm. I realised everything in the last few years has been so crazy busy. And that's just been... A, a wonderful tourism industry that's been booming. But, you know, the amount of travel we need to do both offshore to our clients and around the country to see product and, and meet with clients, and it has been crazy. And I think there's a better way to do it. 
I'm not quite sure what that is yet, but I've started thinking about it. And I think a, a good balance, again, the, the health in the family has been the main thing that I've been grateful for this year. So it's got to be work-life balance. Yeah. And it, it's going to be hard because we will be rebuilding our industry and rebuilding our businesses. So the tendency will be to jump back on the road for well, some guys do 200 days a year offshore. Yeah. Uh, but I think we, this it, COVID's taught us that perhaps we don't need to be mm. in person. We can do Zooms. We can connect with our clients better. So yeah, balance for me. Great. I think it's great to start the year even being aware of that because mm. you're right, it's, it's going to be a real challenge that when we do finally hear that borders are opening, there will be that rush to get ready and to, you know, visit people or to just to make sure that we're prepared for that and, and businesses up and going. And yeah, so I think it's good that you've, you're starting with that mindset. What about you, Dell? What have you got planned on your New Year's resolution list? <laughs> the new me Ooh. well you know my life's been a bit sort of skewed really so I'm looking forward to me being me to going forward into a whole new life which it will be from what we've had and yeah getting out I might do some study I might I don't know but all, all I know I want to do is throw this year behind me and start again and just let's say the new Adele is about to hit the world. <laughs> oh, watch out world. <laughs> I just want to say, I think you're totally right with the Zoom. I think that's what a lot of people, I think that will, that's what will happen. You know, rather than we traveling 200 days or doing that, I think it would be great. You know, it'd be great for the world. It'll be great for people's health. If we did Zooms rather than always have to go, I think things great. So I just thought I'd add that up. Well, it's funny you meant you you do add that in though Adele because it was brought up with Keith Marsh when we discussed uh, flight shaming on that podcast and he actually referred back to the majority of the flight shaming was actually about business travel and not oh. about not about holidays in fact very little and it was mainly in Sweden and they reduced their business travel by fifty percent on airlines. Uh, by the flight shaming and it was because people were flying to go to a city that they can travel on a train to or they could travel by car to but they were choosing to fly so with that in mind you know this is one of the things that we've had to take stock on with our with the world isn't it that the effect that us all shutting down had anyway and then so yes I think moving forward I think the zoom is going to be really important to our business and and maybe less business travel maybe once a year rather than visiting those clients or once every couple of years as opposed to every year so what tips would you like to share with the tourism operators with regards to working with inbounders oh anna i think you're good to lead this one sure I, I guess we're still here we're still working we're still putting itineraries together as as i've said we're still promoting products so we have to have information inventory and prices uh where i keep saying 21 22 is kind of done and dusted we mm. if we haven't got your rates already then we should we need 22 23 we're starting to work on that already as i say it's business as usual and we don't have the information from you we can't offer your product to our clients and they'll look for something else and they'll ask us, you know, we're only the intermediary. So, and then the flexible terms as we've, the industry has been discussing and we said earlier, 
the clients are going to be nervous to travel. And so we need to make it easier, not harder for them. Mm. So that's, that's really working with inbounders is that long-term particularly and the distribution chain, the place that we sit in that as opposed to OTAs or online bookings or your, your direct bookings on your own website from a, from a client or, or a, a travel agent. We are that wholesale sector that, that we, we need that commission level still and that, that's not changing moving forward. Mm-hmm. And anything to add there, Adele, for yourself? I just agree, agree exactly with what Anna said. And, and also perhaps try not to tar us as inbounders, put us all in one box. We're all different. And perhaps things happen pre-COVID or just with COVID that some people got burnt or you know, lost money. Please just remember when we are all different. We, we are not all, you know, just look at us all individually. Don't tar us all together. That would be what I'd say. Mm. as well because I, there's a little bit of a worry that's going to happen so we have discussed it quite avidly we've did it in Queenstown Anna and I did it we've done it as well but just that would be all I could say is we're all different work with us you've been with us a long time and you know we'll support you as you can support us it's a two-way process good tips there so I hope everybody's taking notice what would you like to see happen in the new year as a way of support for the tourism industry there's been a lot of discussion this year we've had the wage subsidy there's been step funding there's been other bits and pieces loans um, offered to businesses but what would you guys like to see I mean you're you're probably the most affected part of the tourism industry so what what's on your wish list if you if Stuart Nash listens into this podcast we're absolutely positive of that every week what's your message to him what would you like him to provide you and way as a way of support Anna? do you want to kick oh. off Anna? <laughs> so minister nash we, we still really like to get that uh, meeting before christmas if we can for the tourism export council if you're listening <laughs> <Not> one day <laughs> christmas eve <laughs> maybe um, but yeah, I guess uh, you, you highlighted it, Michelle. There's been there's been some really great support to the tourism sector, but the inbound sector in particular has not really had anything specific. And I understand both sides of the argument. I get it that we had to be reactionary. The the government needed to work quickly. Domestic needed to get off the ground. But we we can't forget international in this long term plan and the ability we have to help the New Zealand economy recover rather than just tourism. We will help tourism recover, but the New Zealand economy will recover from international tourism. So we're going to look for some refresh, I think, in the help. You know, the the step loans that have come to some ITOs, we're grateful for, but they're still loans. They're not actually assistance in the form of a grant that other tourism sectors have had. So we're going to look for some, maybe some JVs through Tourism New Zealand to get offshore or some, some actual support to help us continue to market and get the products out there and, and recover. As well as, as we say, our, our businesses are bleeding money every month as we pay our rents and we pay our reduced staff and we, we have to keep that going. But we need some assistance still if we're going to be here in another year's time. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I definitely agree with that. And of course, being a small inbound operator, it makes it even harder for me because we, of course, didn't get any funding. Mm. Um, and I mean, I'm the wage subject, I haven't got any staff, so 
but it would still be nice if I could have some help somewhere along the line and I don't even know how they do it. That would be my suggestion. Um, and the marketing grant of some kind. So we can market. It's kind of scary in that way. Yeah, yeah we're not going to have any funds to be able to do marketing when we're ready to do it. So we will always get creative. We always have and we always will. But to have some sort of assistance like Australia gets uh, with their tourism export grants for the tourism industry, that would be really helpful. But there's various things that TechNZ is going to be working on and the new year is a new year. Yes. Mm. Well, that sounds great. Yep. Well, it looks like we're pretty much wrapping up today's show, but as we do so, we have one section that we always do every week and it's called our quick fire. And so I'm going to do the quick fire with you, Anna, and Michelle's going to do the quick fire with you, Adele. So Anna, how do you feel? Are you ready for this? Sure. I've heard some of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You for me. <laughs> and you have, to, you have to say the thing that, you know, comes straight to your mind, right? That's your choice. Sure. Okay, here we go, Anna. North Island or South Island? South Island. <laughs> summer or winter? That. Summer. Yeah. Gin or Pinot Gris? Oh, both, but gin. <laughs> uh, mountain or ocean? Ocean. Are your favourite place in New Zealand? <sighs> Uh, there are so many, and that's not being PC, but at the moment, it would have to be Mangafai. Nice. Are your favourite place in the world? Rome, without a doubt. Oh, wow. You were quick <laughs> Sorry, on that one. New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> are your best tourism experience? The Doubtful Sound Overnight Cruise. Sitting on the top deck overnight in the dark, having a beer and listening to the Kiwi call. Yeah. Just stunning. Oh, right. We got I engaged can't... on that. Oh. Yeah. Favourite food? Favourite food? Um, oh, I love all food. I, I do like a crayfish. Mm, <laughs> <fancy. cool. laughs> this last question. Dave Dobbin or Robbie Williams? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think about that because I've seen both of them many, many times. <laughs> Probably a bit of Robbie. Yay. <laughs> oh, cool. That was well done, Anna. I'm quite impressed with that. And we do like to personalise some of these questions, as you will have noticed by that mm. last one. Now, Adele, how are you feeling? Are you a little bit scared after that? A bit nervous about this one, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's kick off. North Island or South Island? North. Yay. Mountains or ocean? Ocean. Walking or rowing? Ah. Ooh. Rowing. Favourite place in New Zealand? Amanu Beach. That's our local beach. Okay, very nice. nice. Favourite place in the world? Well, probably Austria. Okay. It's an Austria, not Australia. Yeah, Austria. I lived there for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Love the mountains. Love it. Love the people. Yeah, nice spot. Pinot Gris or Pinot Noir? Pinot Gris. <laughs> Rock and roll or country? <laughs> country. What's your best tourism experience? Uh, walking the Milford Track. Oh, nice. nice. And finally, Michelle or Chambers? Oh, 
<laughs> you don't have to answer that one. <laughs> Boris, I love you. Boris. <laughs> I, when I saw the list earlier, I was like, Michelle. <laughs> I thought we have to wrap up with a bit of a giggle for 2020. So, yeah, so yes. ladies, that is a wrap for the year and what a year on a personal note i just want to say a huge thank you to all three of you you've all played a really integral part in my 2020 and the love and support that you've shown me has been incredible and i've appreciated it so so much Mm. so this is the 29th episode of the destinate nz show so i'm super proud of that i know i did some stats very early on in the piece and they said that 50 percent of podcasts don't get past the first show and then i think (laughs) there was another that most don't get past 14 so we've done well to get to 29 and chambers having you on this journey with me is amazing it's so much more fun so thank you for joining me as part of this my pleasure so we're planning on taking a short break so we're away next week the week between christmas and new year but we'll be back with another episode on the 3rd of january with another great show lined up we've got lauren aberhart from christchurch nz joining us on the 3rd of january for a little new year's special so lock that in your diaries and don't forget to tune in while you're lying on the beach until then have a safe merry christmas everyone enjoy the break and let's hope that 2021 is a brighter year for tourism so kakate kakate thank you michelle